0: Warning, this show of ours, Before I Forget, may contain some themes and ideas and other crap that you may find offensive. We're sorry. Listener discretion is advised. Also, the opinions and ideas expressed in this show, this podcast, this thing of ours called Before I Forget, are our opinions alone. They do not represent the army or any other organization. It's just us talking. Anyway, thank you for listening to Before I Forget, and enjoy the show.
1: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me tell you. It is the easiest way to create a podcast. Truly, if these two grunts can navigate it successfully, you should be all set. Anchor has everything you need in one place. It has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Again, it is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Okay, let's get this shit started.
0: So, the name of the show is uh, Before I Forget. My name is Tyree Brown, and uh, I am a former infantryman. Not former. You're never really former, right? That's a Marine. There you go. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Uh, I I went to basic training for infantry. And I came out an infantry guy and uh, personally, you know, I had aspirations to do like the extra high speed shit, but I never got around to it because I was just a regular dude. And we kind of came up with the idea for this podcast of just two regular guys talking to our regular friends about our extraordinary, extraordinary stories that we had because we we're part of history when we were in the military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Sounds good. This is, my, this is my friend
2: Kevin here? Yeah, that's me. Kevin Johnson. Also did the same thing. Went to basic training to become a regular infantry dude. And I am still in the army as a drill sergeant. And I have two other MOSs. Supply and military fucking police, but you know. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's me. It's <laughs> not the role of the fucking military police, right? <laughs>
3: like didn't i mean didn't we used to make fun of dudes who used to say shit like that like you know i, I was a mechanic yeah. like when shit got heavy I'd, I'd have to pick up the rifle and go to combat you remember that telling us that shit at the vfw in trying yeah <laughs> yeah oh, man i, I thought
2: um,
3: i thought love was gonna string that guy up
2: <laughs> yeah and 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 uh, and so and again, Mike, you you have to introduce yourself now. It's your turn.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. With that.
3: All right. So I'm Mike. Mike Griffin, uh, former United States Army infantryman. I served from 2001 to 2008. Uh, went to Guard once, Iraq twice, and I did not have boring deployments in Iraq. <laughs> I mean. Right. Right yeah i don't know i hear i hear people like you guys said like talking about like how they went to iraq and basically they just like ran log pack for a year or you mm-hmm. know like, sat in a talk or they just you know spent their days in the internet cafe going to
0: gym. You know, can you imagine jesus christ
2: God. Well, I I, I I think back to our time in Kosovo and how boring that was. I mean, we were going out and doing presence patrols and and route clearances and whatnot. But for six and a half months that we were there, dude, it was mostly just standing in the guard tower and staring staring at you know whatever for twelve hours. It was. Super I couldn't cool. I couldn't imagine doing that for a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, me neither.
2: Yeah. And then uh, coming home, and then coming home from that deployment, your your supposed combat deployment, and talking about, yeah, I was an infantryman deployed to Iraq, but I have nothing to
0: really show for it. I mean, well, you, know, I- you got to explain a little bit about what we have to show for it for what we've uh, been through with our shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, so um,
2: interesting. Um, I don't know story or whatever. So Mike and I, we went to basic training together. Um, our, our first getting to know each other was shark attack at Fort Benning, Georgia in (laughs) June of '01. one. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, was the first day of basic training your birthday or was that a couple of days before? 23rd birthday. Yeah.
3: The very first day when like I watched private Hodge cry. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) I couldn't believe that shit, dude. There was guys in there crying. I didn't understand it.
0: Cry from I basic?
3: Mean, like, yeah, yeah, like crying, like crying. Like, hey,
0: wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! I was seventeen when I went in, and I cried the first night. So I'm being talking you about. <laughs> the that I'm You're not talking about it at night. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. I the mean, thirtieth like, AG was hard as.
3: A- <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, like, like the drill sergeants are introducing themselves to us and like, we're all sitting in between the fucking lines. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. there and, like they've been smoking the dog shit out of us. And we're like, you know, being forced hydrated and all this shit. And like, there's like dudes like openly fucking sobbing, dude. We're just sitting there like, <laughs> and, like yeah. crying. Like, I'm like, pull yourself together, bitch. Like, what'd you sign up for? You know? I you know
2: it's wild what's wild to me is comparing that to today um, you still like I mean, I know now we've, we've removed the shark attack so it's more of a uh, a structured thing and I've, I've yet to do it as a drill but in the past when I've done shark attacks I mean you do see like the fear and like the chaos just kind of take over these privates and they they don't know which way is up and we kind of had a fun game with them we would make them, you know, they've got their duffel bags on the front and a bag on the back and then their their civilian shit. And, you know, we're like, you have 30 fucking seconds to get an alphabetical order. They don't know what their name is at this point in time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let alone any of the other 50 people in the room. And so they're like, we're, they're running around trying to figure out, like, you know, who, who's, who, wait, what's, what's your name? What's your, I'm, I'm, my name is fucking Johnson. What, what is your name? Uh, and then next thing, you know, in you know, 30 seconds, we're doing a countdown: 10, 9, fucking stop! And we start smoking the shit out of them. You've not cleared this fucking mission. You have 30 fucking seconds to get alphabetical, you know, just nonstop. And like, but I never once, and I've I've trained males and I've trained females mixed gender uh, basic training and i've never once had a soldier cry during a shark attack
3: no nope, that's yeah. what i'm saying though these dudes weren't crying during a shark attack man they were they were just we were just sitting there getting in briefed by our drill sergeants it was after like the ass smoking and all that shit
2: oh, we're just in the jungle
3: y- y- oh man so it was after that like we were up yeah. in the bay you know like, cause it was like, the dude told us it was like the, the, the one time we'd be allowed to like step over the line until we had permission or earned it. Oh like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, we're sitting there and it's like day one and motherfuckers are crying. Like, yeah. like Kevin, you remember Hodge. Yeah. Yeah. That dude was like, and, and, and what makes me mad is it's motherfuckers like that, that, you know. They go to a bar or whatever, and they're just, like, bragging about how many motherfuckers they killed in Iraq and, like, you know, what kind of badasses they are. And, like, come on.
2: Yeah. Dude, well, dude, and so – and that's, that's kind of the thing, right? And I've called a lot of people up with, like, stolen valor and stuff in the past because you can tell a real story <laughs> from a fake story. Um, but so if you deployed to early Afghanistan or Iraq between 03 and – what did you say? 06, maybe 07? Yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely saw some shit. Depending on where you were, um, I, I know some dudes that were in the 25th uh, light that were uh, deployed around the same time we were. Not the guys that helped us out during Baton Rouge, um, but they they saw some shit. You know, uh, first AD, uh, they saw some shit. The like deployments later on, as as uh, especially during the second surge in 9 there's a lot of dudes that deployed during that time frame that just didn't see the same frequency of combat that we did. Um, like I sat there and tried to like add it up, you know, we, you can probably count, you know, on two or three, four hands, how many like major firefights we had, but then like the, the smaller skirmishes, uh, or skirmishes or, or ambushes or whatever. I mean, there's just nonstop. I mean, I remember us going to the okay corral, um, Every single day for two weeks and of those two weeks we got engaged like 10 different times
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. sometimes it was quick you know uh, 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 the Bradley would go off and in the in the scenario right there um, and then sometimes it would be a little more drawn out but
0: yeah every single day that's why we called it the okay corral right but let's not get too deep into that for now let's go back to back to basic how long were you guys at uh, 30th AG?
3: Uh, I want to say I was there I don't know two weeks maybe
0: yeah two weeks
2: um i shipped what day did I ship may may twenty sixth so yeah about two weeks
3: yeah my okay my, my basic active service date was twenty four may two thousand one and then we started on the eighth of June so yeah it was about like two and a half weeks I guess.
0: I don't remember my specific date that I even left for basic, but it was the same day that Timothy McVeigh was executed. Oh, nice. That's a good day. So that's one way for me to remember that. <laughs> and I was I was in I, I was in 30th AG for a long ass time. Um, but eventually, uh, from whatever that date was up until around September 9 is when we started basic officially after that long stay at uh, 30th ag oh dang I,
2: I, I didn't,
0: yeah i didn't realize um because we graduated september 14th yep um yeah. yeah so okay so i was just getting started and y'all were about to split yeah so yeah, yeah. uh what what was the difference what was the change in basic training When September (laughs) 11th happened, how'd you guys learn about how it happened? What 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 were you guys uh, doing? Okay, so um, we were
3: waiting for our battalion commander to come through and give us our final inspection. Like we had all stripped down on the bunks and we were all wearing class A's and all that shit. And then like Mm -hmm. our first sergeant came over the intercom and told us he was like, "Man, the World Trade Center just bit." you know, blah, 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 and, like, I don't know, like, I think we all kind of thought it was a drill. Mm
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind
3: of, yeah. It was getting fucked with, you know, like, okay, put all your shit together, get full battle rattle, yeah. And then, like, Sergeant was like, no, man, because he heard us, like, hooting and hollering and shit, and he's like, no, man, go into the day room and turn on the TV, and, like, you know, which was startling to me, because that was the first time I was ever allowed in the day room
0: yeah right like, ever that alone that alone is pretty serious,
3: and like you know, hadn't seen t v the whole fucking time I was there, and then like I went and flipped on the TV and then like you know fucking the second plane hit, and like that was I mean, I don't know that day, I kind of knew you know like my little fucking six year European vacation was over like, oh, that- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's- laughs> join the army to be a fucking hero you know what i mean there wasn't an art there wasn't a fucking war on dude i joined to escape clarksville tennessee and go drink beer and chase german chicks that's yeah that's why i joined the army
0: man same here dude i was in inglewood california and uh i didn't join for that i joined for the college money uh because that's what everyone joins the army for around that time because there was no fucking war going on yeah, and uh, respect to the people who actually joined the military after September 11th, knowing full well that you're going to go to that shit. Like, my hats off oh, yeah. to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, I got a whole deal who on that. that. When I found <laughs> out about September 11th, or I mean the the attacks, it was the same shit. We were out there doing PT, I believe, and they hauled everyone's ass into the fucking um, day room, not day room, big auditorium. And uh, the drill sergeants were all pissed off looking, which is like, says a lot when, no, 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 that says a lot when we're at the start of basic training and they're even more pissed off. Mm, yeah, They're slamming their hats around and shit. And uh, we sit down and the second I sit down, I watch the second plane hit and I'm like, holy fuck, this is some wild ass Michael Bay type uh, yeah. special effects. Cause man, I didn't expect this kind of dedication To trying to trick us into getting us ready, and then they're like, "Nah, man, y'all are going to war." And like, "Holy shit!" Like, you you signed up for it, man. Here
2: you go. Yep. No, you know what's weird is uh, it's it's funny that we have pretty much the same um, thought process when we when we first saw it. Like, this is this is this is a drill. This is not real. This is like you know getting us prepared for what's next or whatever. Yeah. so I joined because I was a moron in high school and you know it, <laughs> 20 years later I still am um, but uh, now so I joined man so it's kind of the same thing to get out of Van and Arkansas because there's not a lot of uh, um, uh, jobs in that area um, unless you want to work factory type stuff I remember telling my parents my dad and my stepmom because they both served my mom my stepmom was uh, active army and then Army Reserve my dad was Arkansas National Guard back in the day and um, I remember telling them it's like I'm gonna go join the army, I'm gonna be in the reserves, in the infantry, and I'm only gonna do three years and then I'm gonna do college at the same time. And you know, go down to MEPS and re- recruiters are like, Hey man, you you can do infantry, but you can't do it in the reserves. They didn't say anything about the National Guard. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other thing. But um so I go down to MEPS and I come back, they're like, Hey man, we can get you three years for ten thousand dollars or four years for seventeen. And I was like, Well, that seventeen is more money. But can I get guaranteed due station? He's like, absolutely, man. We can put Europe in there. Sweet. No. So I got all that stuff locked in as well. And then, you know, I, I'm telling my parents this stuff. And I'm like, but listen, we haven't had, like, a war in, like, 10 years. I'm thinking back to the Persian Gulf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. And, 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 and sure as shit, man. Um, three days before graduation, yeah. I mean, first Arm Pauling comes over the intercom saying uh, Twin Towers have been hit. My first thought was, the fuck are the Twin Towers? I mean I had no idea. I'm, I'm a dumbass kid from Arkansas. Oh yeah, that's right <laughs> but uh but yeah, I, so as far as the question though, I mean like our training and basic training, you know it was definitely very cold war oriented um, you know and how to you know how to how to walk through the woods and how to how to spread out and do wedges and files and honestly, that really didn't change a whole lot like once we got to to Schweinford.
0: Um, no, it's the same. Or was and, the
2: same? Yeah, and honestly, like my first time on the trail in two thousand nine, um, the the training for that type of stuff for squad tactics and movement was still the same. Um, but we also added in, you know, mount training, um, urban warfare. But um, so there was there was none of that in basic training. No, no urban warfare stuff. Um,
3: no, because yeah. you I mean, it's all geared towards killing communists. So <laughs> right. The drill right. sergeants and like, you know, demonized communists, and that was, you know, we were indoctrinated to, you know, to kill communists, not terrorists. Right. Which yeah. you know, kind of kind one of the same. Yeah, but it. I mean, but not yeah. the same. Like because, you know, one like a a large force, large scale army. You know, we were training to kill Soviets. Yeah. And that, you know, it's it's not really the case anymore. Like, the, what I, the, 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 like an organized nation, you know, it's small cell asymmetrical warfare. Right. So, you it, know, what when, I always thought
2: was interesting was when we were in Germany and we'd go to Graf and Beer and Hohenfels or even up in Vilflick and, and the train that we did was still Cold War based. You know, I remember when we first got Sarn Gill and he came to us from the 82nd, he taught us how to do a glass house. Never heard of that before.
4: Yeah. Mm hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Um, and that was after our de- uh, deployment to Kosovo. Um, yeah. No, he was, eye- I- he,
0: he was teaching that, sh- that shit uh, while we are in Kosovo. He was I was uh, in a squad the first time, or his first squad when he first got there. I got a funny story about that, but whatever.
2: Well, that actually, so it might have been right before Kosovo then. But I'm going to Grafenvere and Hohenfels for those two months in uh, 02. And mm-hmm. out in the woods, you know, miles gear, snow everywhere, miserable you know, chasing bimps.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't see a single fucking bimp in Iraq. You know what I mean? I, I, I saw some, but they were like burnt out on the way yeah. up the weight. That's true. I,
0: I, I Oh, remember. that's right. Me and you were in there together. Me, you. Was it me, you, and Peeps? Yeah. Yeah. That's
3: funny. Yeah. It was like burnt out T-72s fucking, yeah, all sorts of Soviet trash all over the place. (laughs) All right, so
0: we made it past basic training, and you guys made it to Schweinfurt, Germany. I'm a little bit behind you. How did that go? How did the the, – I guess (laughs) landing at your unit, you finally – you finally get to your unit. How did that go?
2: Man, October 1st, right, 2001 – we uh that's our report date to, to schwein for germany we, we found out we're going to second tune bravo company one two six and first infantry division second brigade first id and uh so mike and i got room uh, got room together so straight from base and training all the way to germany living in the same room together we, you know that's pretty rad right yeah that that first day right we show up to pt so you remember we go up to the second floor we're in pts the old uh, gray t-shirts and black shorts yep and uh, we're just standing there, like two obvious privates. I had this fucked up haircut, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this guy down at the end of the hallway says, "What? Do you remember what he said to us?"
3: He's like, "Are you two the fucking new guys?" And we're like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, what?" Yeah, Dick
0: he fucking fuck lit it? us up, man.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Uh, it was a setup, man. It was a fucking ambush. Well, hell yeah. Yeah.
3: Saying that shit, dude, me and me and Jonathan just like snapped a parade rest like immediately.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh it was really weird. So we got there, right? And um all the old timers, uh you know, like Dortona and all those dudes, um, they were out they they had been doing EIB training, and EIB training was canceled because nine eleven happened. And oh, so man. now they were kind of in the um well, what's next phase I think I think they already knew that they were going to Kosovo, but they weren't sure if those orders were going to be canceled um, for for operations elsewhere but so I think what what kind of kept us um, you know from going to Afghanistan in o four or um, I'm sorry o uh, uh, two um, mm-hmm. was the fact that we were in Germany and we were a mechanized unit it, we um, were would,
3: we were already slated to go to Kosovo anyway, man like we knew right. We but knew they that. Was the training that we were going to Kosovo, we were told, right. But like, what I'm saying is, is that could
2: have been that could have been canceled very easily to support combat operations in Afghanistan, um, and they could have found some National Guard unit from you know whoever, wherever to go and replace us. Because um, honestly, but you know, I think back on it, us us going to Kosovo, I think um, had a lot to do with how things played out for at least our platoon um and definitely our whole company that year in uh in 04 especially thanks thanks to the uh the stop loss and stop movement that happened in 03.
3: yeah
4: Mm -hmm. you know because
2: we we knew what it was like to deploy together for the most part and we had had a few new faces here and there and we were missing some old faces here and there but the bulk of the company um was still there and uh and uh and I I think when it came time for us to deploy, like we were c- seasoned at that point, you know what I mean? Like we all deployed as E4s. Um, and you know how the E four mafia rolls. Yep. Um and we had that deployment to Kosovo. We had tons of time in the field, right? Um and and so I think when we when we finally got into Iraq, it was like, well, I mean, we kind of it's it was almost a have been here done that kind of thing for us.
3: Well, I mean we We'd been, you know, serving together, most of us, for like two or three years on average. Mm-hmm. So, like, we, you know, we worked well as a team. Like, right. it wasn't, like, it wasn't a bunch of new guys thrown together, you know, haphazardly and shit. And like, okay, here's your soldiers, go to Afghanistan or some bullshit yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Can you guys right. hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it was uh pretty crazy how that worked out like I got hit with the stop movement or was it stop movement or stop loss I was supposed to to go to Fort Carson yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so I got hit with the stop movement I was supposed to go to Fort Carson I was kind of pumped about it I'm like you know what I'm going to continue with this military career in this new different place but we got hit with that and I was uh, a little bummed but you know I I had to think about it and I had a bunch of people like sitting down and like hey man it, it sucks not leaving, but now you're going to go with your boys. And I'm like, man, that's so much, so, such a better feeling. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. man, I could not imagine going to the start of that war with anybody else than you guys.
3: Yeah, right. It
0: seems like it's a fucking impossibility to me.
3: Yeah. No, no, I, dude, like, I got uh, stopped, moved as well. Uh, man, I got out of orders to drum, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I
2: got out of orders to Riley. I was going to trade my first ID patch for a first ID patch.
3: Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I got out of uh, because I got married, and then because of the deployment, I got out of orders for drum twice and Riley once. Because like I got married, and then I filed an extension, and then like I got stop moved. But, like, the army was, like, trying to chase me down with orders for a shitty place.
2: So I, I think I think we should clarify there. So um, we got stopped movement twice, right? So the first yeah. time was um, – so after our deployment from Kosovo, when we were getting off the plane, you know, our brigade commanders and that command team, they knew that we were gearing up to go into Iraq in 03. And so the original plan was that we would deploy to Turkey. We even had our advon team there and we would come into Iraq from the north. So when that was the plan, you know, we got uh, a stop movement um, and household uh, goods packed up uh, because we were going to Turkey. And then Turkey said, no, never mind. We don't want to do that. And then so we didn't go to OIF one. Instead, you know, we got our household goods back. We all came down on orders again. Um, and then we got stopped movement again a couple months later uh, for OAF2 and 04. <clears throat> yeah. So talk about like N03, man, like not knowing. Literally, what tomorrow was going to be like while you're living in Germany, you know. what I'm saying, I don't know if we're going to go to the field. I don't know if I'm going to be going to Fort Riley. I don't know if we're going to Iraq. Where the fuck we're going? You know what I mean? It was, a, I mean, kind of wild. Half that year living out of out of a bag because your household goods are packed up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it was great to get nasty grams in the in the mail and then be told to like disregard them. Like right. that really worked out for me, dude. I'm so glad I didn't go to Fort Drum.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah, as soon as you said man, I forgot. Like you, kind of ducked that one the first time through. Like, oh man, twice, dude. And like, I'm, I'm, I'd
3: rather go to fucking shithole Iraq than go to Fort Drum, New York. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I'd rather crawl through a fucking Diyala River Valley irrigation
4: ditch.
3: <laughs> you know, I'd rather do that than spend a day in Fort. Fuck that.
0: Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> um, so bigger than shit we're in iraq yeah
3: yeah what well, the fuck
0: yeah so what was it 14
2: months uh 14 15 months after our deployment from kosovo you know and going through that that whole you know stop stop loss stop movement a thousand times and whatever else going to the field all the damn time all you know, the, the date you know hanging out in Germany trying to like live the best we can even though we were on um a recall I don't remember what the was it like a 12 hour or a 4 hour recall something like that at one point it varied yeah. it varied yeah and then uh, and then finally they're like okay boys we're going to Iraq this is definitely for sure because we already have people there we're going through Kuwait um what was it February 13th
0: yeah I'll tell you Valentine's
2: what, day yeah, I'll tell you my 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 favorite. Um, do you remember? Um, I remember. You remember? Okay, I'm trying to. I'm think, trying to think of how, how to put this out there. The first episode of Band of Brothers. Okay, you know I'm talking about with yeah. Captain Sobel and you know how he's basically platoon into the ground and they hate him. Right? He's got them mm-hmm. doing that inspection and he pulls up that guy's bayonet and he's like, this bayonet is, a, you know, is, is rusty, uh, pass revoked. I wouldn't take this rusty piece of shit to combat. I wouldn't take you to combat either. That whole scene. Yeah. After I saw that, that absolutely reminded me of the commander that we had at the time before oh, we went to Iraq. Oh, yep. Oh, Fazio. man. He was a piece of shit. Do you remember, I forgot do you remember the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, the formation he had where he pulled out the body bag?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like man, it's a left, fucking sign, right. dude. Jesus.
2: Yeah. I mean, we already knew what was going on at that point, you know, like you know, there's already people deployed to Iraq at this time. Um, so we we knew where we were going, we knew what the what the risk was, right?
4: It was just yeah. un, it was just
2: unnecessary stuff. But I remember yeah. you know the change of command ceremony we had the day we left that morning (laughs) like wait a second we at least know this guy now we're gonna get a new commander and leave on a fucking plane today
3: best thing that ever happened oh
2: Oh my god yeah absolutely Best
3: thing that ever happened to us fuck that guy
2: well so many so we were we i'm telling you dude we were hit with a string of luck because we got lieutenant gunther Yep. Yeah. Um, who I was nervous about at first because I was like, this guy, I don't know how I feel about him because he he's very quiet. He came mm-hmm. to us from the medical corps. Um, turned out to be insane, an, an amazing dude. And then we got Wild Bill Baggett and we knew, like, we knew from his stories and, and, and you know, just talking to him, he was going to be
3: good, insane, but good. Are you crazy yeah. to fucking graffen beer with him? Like, yeah. That shit was nuts, dude. He, We were supposed to go for, like, two weeks, right? And I'm supposed to give him, like, a crash course in gunnery for two weeks.
0: Oh, I forgot about that.
3: And, like, this dude talks it down to, like, a fucking six-hour primer out on, like, table seven <laughs> or whatever, okay? <laughs> and so, like, I'm showing him the controls and, like, you know, we get troop targets up. And I'm like, troops in the open, you know, like – Dude shoots fucking H.E. high at the goddamn uh, troop target lifters and Sergeant Ward comes over the fucking the admin net. And he's chewing my ass for letting this paratrooper like fucking waste his lifters with, you know, concrete training rounds from a 25 mic mic, And little did I know that that was like a taste of things to come. Oh, my God. You know, that was our being that that was a sign. You know, that was an omen. Yeah, but it's a good sign. That shit was fucking crazy. Now, like,
2: listen, we we can't I, we can't talk about all these people without bringing up the platoon sergeant we had before him.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to speak ill of that man.
2: No, I'm not either. Sergeant Sweeney um, set us up for absolute success, and he did, he did it. He did it through uh, torturous means, but it worked. Um, you know, when we were in Iraq and, like, you know, just, just the attention to detail that you had to have when you were looking for bad guys in the crowd or IEDs or whatever, you know what I'm saying? He helped us, uh, you know, uh, dial in. He helped us dial in that that attention to detail. I remember, dude, having room inspections in the morning before PT, everybody fails right yep. so tomorrow morning we're coming in we're waking up an hour earlier and we're going to continue to do that and not only we're going to do it earlier in the morning we're also going to do it later in the evenings when you're off when cob happens you're in your fucking room you're 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 giing that thing i mean yeah. he was pulling he was flipping over those uh our, our mattresses if the spring or those little wires going across had a little bit of like dirt on them fail
0: Man, I fucking hated that dude when this when that during that particular time. Yeah, I fucking hated him because I'm like, man, you ain't never gonna fucking pass shit. This motherfucker could come in and, and and look at the dirt ball on top of the fucking the screw on top of the fucking door jams. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? But I, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, but god damn not want to hear it, dude. Because like, I'm
3: <laughs> and then I got to go to UCC with him at two o'clock in the morning and shoot a fucking. <sighs> and bimps and shit on this you know simulator and like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that you know what I mean like no dude he, he he
2: he did that on purpose I mean you know he, he had deployed with, uh, with 7th ID back in the day I'm not sure where they went um, but he, he knew what he was doing he was helping us out I remember running into him um, in uh, where did we fly out of Rammstein Yeah, or Main? I don't remember um, but I remember running into him, had all my gear on, and we hadn't seen him a little bit. And he's like Johnson. I say, like, hey, Sergeant, what else you going? And like the way he talked to me was not the same guy that was doing these room inspections, right? Yeah. He talked to me like, how how are things going? Uh, how's the platoon? You know, how's the new platoon sergeant? Like he was genuinely concerned about with with us and and how things were going. And you know. He, you know I, I I was glad to see him because I, I liked him I was just really mad about all that stuff I remember cleaning our our m16s and on the um on the uh, the the um, forward assist there's that little itty bitty hole in there that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the functionality of the gun I think it's like a retention pin of some type yeah um he would like take a a, a safety pin and dig it in there pull out dirt gun's not clean <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah. so none of that my mind though when I saw him and I was just like, this guy actually cares and then we get into Iraq and you start to notice like you have to pick up on things. I remember listening to the prayer calls and being able to hear certain uh, phrases or words and it's it, 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 it took a level of attention to detail to pick out those things or to pick out the people in the crowd that were probably up to no good or being able to see that person kind of peek around the corner from you know 200 meters away or whatever
3: or being able to find a fucking IED or a fucking landmine. Right. Yeah. Um, right on foot, you know, because that's, that's what I had to do my next deployment after that. It was all, you know, dismounted foot patrol.
0: That was my whole year. Yeah. And I was going to say, that's a crazy um, change of, change of life for you. I went through it too, but not the, in the same like capacity as you because you went from fucking top gunner type of a guy to now you're a dismal.
3: Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And like when, when I went to the new unit in Fort Lewis, it was a new unit, right? So I got there and I was one of the first junior NCOs to get there. It was all private and officers.
4: Mm-hmm. And then
3: the first sergeant and like, dude, it was fucking chaos. And like, you know how you, you say Sergeant Sweeney got us ready. Well, I mean, he, He'll also be the first one to say that it was pretty easy for him, or relatively easy for him, because the framework was already there. Right. Dude, got to Fort Lewis, there was no fucking framework. It was just, like, crazy. Like, I can't tell you how many fucking new soldiers I had to do reception integration at, like, the psych ward at fucking Madigan Army Hospital, or fucking at, you know brigade headquarters because they caught the dude because he was AWOL or fucking deserted or it was
1: nuts man
0: yeah. it was nuts <laughs> so yeah it, it was fucking crazy okay so we're, we're back to Iraq um, <laughs> Kevin you got something
2: uh, no I was just laughing at the at the, the, you your uh, smooth transition there <laughs> I, I got no
0: transition skills man this is, this is fucking podcast number one alright this is gonna be, yeah. We'll we'll keep it in the air. You won't crash it. I promise.
3: You can you can edit it later,
0: dude. Yeah, later. yeah. We'll clean it up. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so we well uh, let's start with let's start with Kuwait, because uh, we were there for a couple couple
2: weeks.
4: Ugh. Oh yes.
2: Um, boring. I could. I was so mad they put our damn tent like a mile away from the defect, <laughs> and we had to walk there in full kit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, yeah. in retrospect, all it was was preparation. Mm hmm. Or, uh, Baggett. Baggett making us do,
4: uh,
2: right? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> but like, sorry, Baggett making us for, for PT one morning doing a uh, fireman's carry over that, that shitty ass sand dune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he made me carry meat. I was trying to get away with it and carry, uh, I think I was trying to carry P. Diddy. And, uh, <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, man, you need to carry somebody your size. Like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> trying to get over and shit. Fuck it, yeah, man. man. I guess if he ain't trying, you know, fucking
2: it. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, I, mean, I, was, I was in E4, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to shame as much as I could.
0: Yeah. Do I you remember, guys recall uh, this uh... – we went to this one range, and I guess it was this old motherfucker there. He was trying to teach us some kind of special shooting tactics. Yeah, 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 I was just going to mention that. Yeah, man. So he was a special
2: opera, a former Special Forces dude. Yes. And, uh, and I remember when we got to that range, it was pitch fucking blackout. I couldn't see a damn thing. I, I remember yeah. taking a picture like five minutes apart, and it was like pitch black, and then like the sky is lit up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, let there be light and bam, the sun, <clears throat> uh, not to quote the Bible or anything, but, um, dude, that, that, that range was, um, definitely a first for us. Right. Cause we didn't really do a lot of that type of shooting, like walking and shooting or turn and shoot with your, <laughs> with your buddy. Cause we were staggered, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause you know how ranges were back then. And even now, like everybody online, nobody forward to the gun line, nobody pulls a trigger, don't touch your weapon, blah, blah, blah. Which is, you know,
0: totally how it is in real life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that was pretty fun. That was a, yeah, that was a different experience. I don't, I wouldn't, there was a certain part of it that was not fun, because we were all kind of converging on the one target, but everyone was walking, and uh, we're kind of funneling in. Eventually, some people were ahead of the fucking fire, and some people were way behind the fire, and... I'm I'm looking at sorry Baggett. <laughs> he's like somebody's gonna fucking get blown away doing this shit. Fucking <laughs> 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 for the nigga, die right. <laughs> yeah, he's like we gotta fucking stop this shit right fucking now, dude. I was laughing yeah. my ass off, but it was fucking true, man. It was uh, <laughs> that one particular part of the training was mad sketchy, and it did not need to happen because I, I did feel like somebody's gonna get shot. But we made it, yay! <laughs> yeah,
2: right. I mean, I, I can I can think of a handful of times, though, where we were, you know, in engagements here and there. And you did have to be aware of um, who was forward of you or next to you, behind you or wherever um, mm-hmm. or where the fire was coming from. I mean, I mean, I can I could probably, you know, just talk off my head three or four times where like, oh, shit, like that's a thing. Like there's somebody right in front of me. I'm shooting essentially over
0: top somebody's head or, you know, next to their fucking right shoulder. Dude, uh, I don't know um, how many times you've done that, but me and you have done that before in that fucking alley. We've done that. So, yeah. Oh, Shout man. Shout out to the old SF dude for his wild ass training. Because that shit was wild yeah. as a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, no, Kuwait was boring.
2: I, I hated it. We all, I, what was it, the whole company in one of those big ass tents? Yeah. Yeah. Like bunks two feet apart from each other?
3: Yeah, it was I, I say
2: I say bunks, I mean cots.
3: Mm. Yeah, it was was fucking gross, dude. I'm pretty sure those cots are on my back. It's still fucked up.
2: Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst other reasons, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah, three to five second rush, like, training and all that shit, and then, like, you go lay on one of these fucking cots. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, doesn't really do a lot for you. (laughs) It's not very, uh, I
0: don't know, what's what's the word, orthopedic. No, man. I mean, but that was the most comfortable shit we had for a minute really to be honest like now i can go to sleep on a rock
2: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. True. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, oh man i mean when we when we finally got
2: into iraq and and you know where we were living in the chews and then living at pb razor um and then at Yuvani.
3: i mean come on dude saying? how many fucking trashed out houses did you sleep inside overnight you know you hit,
2: <laughs> dude i i fucking i rolled up in a carpet Right? Yeah. I in, in in uh in uh in the in the beginning phases of a uh, Baton Rouge, it was like night three. Like me and Sergeant Smith and that squad, we were moving along and stayed up in a house and I rolled up in a damn carpet. I had sand fleas like a motherfucker for oh, like, the next couple of days. It was so terrible.
0: Yeah, you're fucking gross. I would not have done that. I would have oh god. It was I would've cold, slept man. on the stairs. I'm sure I'm cold. sure it was cold, dude. I'm sure, but fuck I don't know man I <laughs>
3: I've Ooh. I've laid down in piles of trash, waiting to ambush some asshole. You know what I mean? Like oh, that's burnt, different, burnt fucking Baghdad, Iraqi fucking shit trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember like I remember that fucking smell like permeating all my shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like my yeah. my fucking battle rattle, my fucking uniform, my boots were nasty as shit. Like it, uh, the whole place yeah. just. It was filthy. Like, mm-hmm. every, we slept like that. You were know I mean? be <laughs> Yeah. It was. Yeah, bleak. man.
2: So yeah. I mean, yeah, nasty. for sure. So, uh, so, Kuwait sucked, right? And now we're driving into Iraq. And I thought that was kind of a cool experience. I'm not going to lie, talking about driving over the border into Iraq. You know, I can't, I wish I got a picture of that sign. Um, you know, combat this way or whatever the fuck it said i can't remember i mean there, there was some sign there like as you cross the border into Iraq, you know what i'm saying like shit got real you know what i'm saying stage the convoy 17 hours before you know what i mean and and and, and you
3: roll in and the weapons and, uh, red lock and load that kind of fucking shit
2: right and at that point in time it's like because we've been in the field and we've locked and loaded blanks we've been on ranges and locked and loaded live rounds to shoot at fucking you know e-type silhouettes or moving targets or whatever but Yeah, you know we're rolling into this foreign country, and we have live bullets in our guns. And you, you know, for for my, was I twenty, twenty one, twenty one, my twenty one year old brain, I'm like, this is wild. Like we're going to war. This is we're going to fucking war. That's what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah. It was nuts. Um, me, Like I said, it was me and Grip and uh, Peeps rolling in, and I didn't have a fucking clue what to do with the fucking Bradley, but somehow I got tossed on there with him. And y'all uh, were man, on the, we had a fucking blast.
2: The Bradley was on the... Uh, it was on a, uh, a track. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: And I thought that was the dumbest thing, but I, I mean, I get it. The Bradleys would have had a hard, hard road ahead of them if they tracked in, but yeah, um, you know... That would have been kind of cool to be able to engage with Bradley from the back of a semi-pulling you.
3: <laughs> we didn't have, like, fucking 25 rounds loaded up or nothing, man. We had to sit on, on top of the turrets with our rifles.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, a so fucking fucking <laughs> ah. like a bunch of fucking
3: assholes. Dude. It was tough, dude. It was like, it wasn't as you think. It was stupid.
0: Yeah, no, it was dumb. I remember him saying that one of the truck drivers, like, hey, you guys got 25, you can use it. I'm like, man, we ain't got shit. <laughs> we got these fucking, we got these 556, five, kids. You better take it easy. Yeah. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh. It's not
3: like magazine a piece, too. It wasn't. It's yeah. not like a full combat load.
2: Yeah. Um I was in I was in the trail vehicle. I was in the very last vehicle with Dave and uh Lieutenant Wesling. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. No, was it Lieutenant Gunther? Yeah, it was Lieutenant Gunther. I couldn't remember if it was Lieutenant Gunther or somebody else. And I want to say Russo was in the truck with us. And uh man, like driving for fucking 18 20 hours, sleeping for a little bit and then driving some more. Um I'll tell you Second or third night, I, I can't remember what it took. us like four days to get there. Um, the One of the nights we were driving, I was behind the wheel. And uh, everybody else in the truck was asleep. And you're, you're driving along, and you know how that Humvee hums.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
2: man, it fucking knocked me out. Like, I was out cold, passed out driving. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I veer off the road and I'm apparently driving through the open desert. This is at nighttime, so the headlights are going, bouncing everybody around, but nobody wakes up except Dave. Dave wakes up, he's like, Johnson, what the fuck? And he slaps me in the fucking helmet. And I'm like, Oh my god, what's going on? And I look up, dude, and there's like I see to the end of the headlights, there's nothing. Right? Not that because the headlights just were consumed by darkness, but because there was no ground.
4: Yeah, yeah. The,
2: the ground was gone. We uh, we almost drove over something, drove off of something. I mean, obviously we didn't fucking find out. I fucking swerved back. Everybody else in the truck is awake. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, my bad. I kind of fell asleep a little bit. And um, I lo- I try to I try to find the convoy. And dude, they're like 200 meters up the road from me. I can see tail lights. Like, son of a bitch, man. I veered off quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> That is the last time that I have ever, no matter how tired I've been, it's the last time I've ever fallen asleep while driving.
0: <laughs> Never happened since then. Swear to fucking God. <clears throat> man, I had no clue that even
2: happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave had a clue. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, man, so uh, I remember we got to we got to Brassfield, Mora at night, and I don't remember much from that night because I remember being fucking Dead ass tired, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the next next morning, the next few days, seeing the unit the units that we were replacing, and then walking around just looking miserable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the you know their time there was you know they were sleeping in holes that they dug, and and it wasn't until the last few months before we got there that they found this grain silo, <clears throat> and uh, were able to get some type of housing set up. Um, the chews. But these guys walking around in like mixed match BDU and DCU um, and just looking just defeated, drained, and like out of no, like just no energy left into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grungy, dirty because they didn't have proper showers. I mean, there was a shower stall, but how many, do you remember how many times that shower stall on Brassville got water?
0: Oh, <laughs> like, man. Like, it was like, uh yeah, yeah, it was it was not existent.
4: I'm
0: surprised I, people, I, I didn't can, get I can, like I can... some kind of serious skin disease out there from uh, poor lack of hygiene.
2: Yeah, and them motherfuckers I... went
0: through hell, fucking off off the top, starting off. But yeah, you're right about that. Yeah.
2: Um, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" That, that was one of my first thoughts walking from our our grain pad um, all the way down. Uh, to the where the with the defect slash gym slash uh phone call center slash whatever else they made it to be. Church. Wasn't it uh, a church too? Yeah, that's where the that's yeah, that's where they had the uh that's where the chaplain would do his thing. Slash
3: camel spider fucking migration route.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I remember walking there and seeing these guys and being like, fuck man, like this is going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on a whole different level. I mean, we already knew we were going to combat. Not that we knew what combat looked like. And we had been deployed, you know, in Kosovo. But you remember in Kosovo, man, we had that 24-hour sandwich bar. <laughs> oh, man, that was beautiful. Hell yeah, man. Anytime you want to go on over and make you a fat fucking sandwich. I mean, I do not remember feeling hungry in Kosovo, except for when we were out at the Zegra. That one pat- Well, Well, not, not even Zegra. Like, what was that patrol base that we were at? the first one out there by that little village called Pagraj. Um oh. I can never remember the name of it. The one where the one where um Retrans Viper, Retrans? It was it was over by the Retrans site. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that what that po- it was was it PB Viper? Uh, I
0: think so. Yeah, I think so.
2: Is that one where um the lieutenant we had, Uric, Lieutenant Uric, bitch-slapped that fucking kid for picking on the, the uh the um the you know, the disabled <laughs> kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my. God. <laughs> and for anybody listening, he was he was absolutely reprimanded for that, and there's no reason to go back and look into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old Ranger Yurk, man. Uh, <laughs> he but, yeah, know, he recently like- retired. Did he?
0: Yeah. yeah he- That's cool, man. Yeah, he's a good dude.
2: <laughs> But uh, I remember, you know, so in Kosovo, you know, like we we knew what it was like to be dirty and to go out and walk around, but we also knew what it was like to go back and get a shower and sleep on a comfy mattress, you comfy-ish relative mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. Um
3: come on, dude. I, at, know, at the end of that deployment, we were rolling around in soft caps and no vest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> finally. Finally. Yeah.
3: It was I mean, yeah. we were, we were going downtown shopping and shit. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: Seeing the beautiful, beautiful women of Jelani. Fun, Gosh. fun story about Jelani, man. Billy Jack and I, we were um, for a little while. We were the uh, top gunners, right? The the truck gunners, because we were both machine gunners. But you know, in Kosovo, we didn't carry the 240s, so they made us into sixteens. But they still put us as, uh, as as truck gunners. And so Billy and I had uh, two way radios, and he would spot things for me. And when I say things, he would spot. These, these, uh, these women, <laughs> walking around town, just looking beautiful as shit. You know what I'm saying? And they were, they were, they were built different. Yes. they were. Sure. And uh, he would spot him. He's like, hey, he's like, hey, hey, Schwanz. Um, you know, two o'clock, uh, gray pants. And whoever was in that truck, it, it this lasted for a couple of days before we, you know we got away with it for a little bit. Somebody in the truck overheard him say that, and yeah, we got in trouble for it. I, I want to say it was uh, Sergeant Frazier,
0: his punk ass. No, uh, uh, Sergeant all right. What are you talking about? No man,
4: Sergeant.
0: No, <laughs> no
2: man. I ran. I ran him on the trail in 2009. We were both drill sergeants together.
4: No, I okay, was, How did that go? I
2: was. It, we weren't t- drill sergeants together, together, but we were drill sergeants at the same time. I should say. Yeah, so, but you got to think. You got to keep in mind, man. Like he was my E5, almost E6 squad leader. Actually, he got promoted to six before he left. And I was his E2, just promoted to E3 private. And then in 2009, he and I are both drill sergeants together.
0: Oh, mm. yeah. the turn have yeah. tabled.
2: Exactly.
0: Dude,
3: I can't believe old fucking alocious E. Frazier being <laughs> a goddamn drill sergeant. Are you kidding me? That was,
2: that's what I said. When I, when I saw him at the, at the, uh, the, the little – little mini px on on the training side at fort sill i was like what the fuck what's up man how's it going he's like oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah man he, he did not he did not treat me with uh, with with uh, friendliness at that, at that point
4: no but uh, that
2: might have a lot to do with the fact that like we were up on a um not to get away from iraq and all but we were up on in, in kosovo we were up on the serbian border and we were doing a, um, a tactical, um, kind of like a tactical control point. But like, so we were blackout, right? Mm-hmm. Two Humvees parked 50 meters from each other, facing each other. And I was in one truck with um, Bagnell, Kyle Bagnell, uh, my team leader at the time. And and Billy Jack. And the other truck was Arn Frazier, Heil, and somebody else. I don't remember who. <clears throat> and Bagnell fucking hated Frazier more than anybody else did. <laughs> Shout him. out to Bagnell, dude. I haven't heard of his name in a minute. Hope he's doing all right. Hopefully he hears it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard he's done in, in Texas. Uh, last heard he's doing pretty well. But um, so, dude, he is, like, going to fucking town, just ragging on this dude. And we were on this TCP for fucking, like, six hours, man. And for the entire six hours, dude, like we we might we might go into something else, but then something else would trigger. He'd be like, "Oh, and, and another fucking thing," and he just dude for six hours straight, man, like laying into this dude. And then you know we wrap up the TCP, we roll back to like uh, PB Razor or uh, Viper, whatever it was called, where the retrans was. Mm-hmm. And you know Sergeant Fraser comes over, and we're all grouped up together as a squad. And he's like, "Hey, good job, everybody. Oh, and um, just uh." you know uh, a word of advice in the future if you intend to talk shit about somebody make sure the uh, the, the fucking the the button on the two way radio is not pressed and walks off oh, and we're oh, like God. what the fuck Kyle was like dude we heard everything there's a few times the radio cut out but like we heard every <laughs> fucking thing he was not happy we had to sit there and listen to it the entire time oh, oh, as fuck. i
0: was like oh, oh man, man. Oh. you serious they had to, uh, i don't i, I kind of I, I kind of remember that a little bit, but that's fucking hilarious, dude. Imagine just sitting there taking it.
3: I kind of remember that. Yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Um, so, yeah, Brassville Mora. That was, was an experience.
3: Shithole. Yeah. It was. Fucking shithole, dude. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, it was. Everywhere.
2: It was until we went and lived at other places, and it was like, oh, I kind of missed that place.
3: Like, God, no, I didn't. I didn't miss that place because, like, the thing I hated about Brassfield Mora was, like, sitting around in my hooch waiting for death to fall out of the fucking sky,
0: man. Exactly. That, that was my only issue yeah. there.
3: That scared me more than any other aspect of combat, okay? Like, when when we rolled into town, or, like, you know, I was, I was expecting it right yeah. mm-hmm. like yeah. i don't get my fucking dick blown off like beating it in the fucking shower <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, I,
2: yeah exactly or or like the one guy did i don't remember what his name was and um rest in peace guy but he was in the shitter on the in the port of john and a mortar round landed in front of him god damn. kill him
3: yeah that happened
2: yeah, that's a good point Too. yeah and, you know, and, and we were one of two pads that people were living on that didn't have the cover on them. Because you remember yeah. that uh, we had the big open space and then Alpha Company's uh, pad that they were living on and they had a cover and their cover took a, a direct hit. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the the, the the round impacted on that cover and, you know, shrapnel was was sprayed around, but like it pretty much saved everything in that pad. But it was our pad. And then the one next to us, which is where the uh, the females, all eight of them, uh, lived.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know where the PX was.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when we finally got one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Run to that fat clown. I, I don't remember him. Uh, a headquarters guy? Yeah, he was like a headquarters guy, but he was like overweight. Like, I think he was like out of battalion or brigade or some shit. I don't know. but. Mm-hmm.
0: He like, was you just took that shit super serious.
3: And it was funny just because the guy was like so fucking overweight, and like I don't know, I got skinny as fuck in Iraq. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What's this guy eating?
0: Like all, all of our stuff able to buy. Yeah, man. He's skimming off the top is what he's doing.
2: Yeah, man. Fucking two for you, one for me.
0: Dude, mm-hmm. All stupid. the pop tarts. You got to go through him if you want to have <laughs> no pop tarts. game. I cannot eat <laughs> pop tart like ever. I like, uh, like, fuck some pop tarts up and shit.
3: Fuck that. Yeah. I can't eat pop tart. I can't eat an Otis Spunkmeyer muffin. Oh
2: yeah, no, oh,
0: you're tripping, man. I fuck the muffins all the way up. And shit's oh, delicious. That uh, you,
2: you remember we got a, a big ass box in when we were living at Yuvani? I'm sorry, at Razor, and we got a big ass box in. It had a bunch of shit in there. It had a bunch of uh, of the Slim Jims.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't eat Slim Jims now, man. But I used to walk around Samara with a fucking pocket full of Slim Jims, man. <laughs> Just going to town on them. It was if I didn't if I wasn't eating a Slim Jim, I was I was smoking. If I wasn't smoking, I was eating a Slim Jim.
3: God, I smoked like two packs a day,
2: two or three, yeah, man. Well, of the of the, of the Iraqi cigarettes, you know what I'm saying? So the Iraqi Reds, like they weren't, they were not, they were not
0: good at all. Fucking flash paper.
3: It didn't matter what kind of cigarette, dude, American, German, fucking <laughs> Haji. It didn't matter. Like, I was smoking just one after another. Like, my my turret smelled like an ashtray. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, been, I feel like they all did,
0: amongst yeah, other things. Yeah, they did.
3: <clears throat> but, I mean, when they pulled the turret, like, when they finally pulled the turret on 2.7 to fix the wiring harness... Like there was just there was like hundreds of cigarette butts down the <laughs> yeah yeah I remember
2: um I never I never so I I, I smoked and I uh, do you remember when uh, I first started smoking Mike yes yes you do
3: yes you do where were
2: we where were we
3: uh, we were at a strip club in Sofia Bulgaria yes there we were. were and yep. what was
2: this what was the stripper's name Vanny. And it was written on your hat.
3: Yeah, I yeah. still have that somewhere.
2: Yeah, and I remember. So I, we were there, uh, and uh, was that also like that was right after your birthday?
3: That my birthday was that it was that weekend, I believe.
2: Yeah, man, lucky birthday, man. Starting basic, going to Sofia, Bulgaria um so
3: me- we're at the party. strip
2: club right we're at the strip club in, in 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 sofia and it's you know eastern european block um so definitely some um some soviet uh influence and there were definitely some big dudes with jackets with bulges you know not yeah. dick bulges but like submachine gun type <laughs> um but clarify. we didn't give a fuck dude we didn't yeah you know you know you gotta clarify <laughs> um but like and we didn't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? Cause fuck it, like we're grunts. We, what do we care? You know what I'm saying? We're just here to drink Heineken and fuck shit up.
3: I and, was too dude. Like,
0: God. In dude. retrospect, like w- would you be like the same way, man? Like uh, now? I wouldn't Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, yeah like well if, if 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 I was there today at my age, or if, if I could like go back and change it then.
0: If you can if you were there today at your age.
2: I mean I might enjoy it a little bit more, but I'm definitely gonna go get fucked up. And probably yeah. those visit the same places.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, exact same, um, the exact same
0: people. Yeah, exact yeah, same everything.
2: Absolutely. I remember sitting there with Gallo, though. He had a pack of, uh, of uh, Newports. And um, I was like, teach me how to smoke. He's like, what do you mean? i like, teach me how to smoke. And <laughs> he's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, dude, teach me how to fucking smoke. Because hey, you know, Mike, you were you were like being big protective brother. You're teaching me how to drink and shit, but you never offered to teach me how to smoke.
3: Yeah, because it's um, an addictive habit. Like yeah. drinking. Hey, like I still drink. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, man.
2: You're saying? No, that's you're good. Saying. Man. And you're and you're right. It took me eleven, eleven, twelve years to kick it, but you know I did. But and uh, and I'm gonna blame Gallo for it. But um, and uh, anyway, so you know he well, I have the cigarette, and you know a menthol cigarette's not the way to go anyway. But I did and he teaches me like you know so you got to draw on it you got to suck on it and then you got to inhale it and then eventually you're doing it, like that one big motion and I just coughing up a fucking lung and finally I was like I've exhaled and I was like did I do it he's like yeah and I was like fuck yeah and I remember I went over to you <laughs> sitting up on the fucking stage eyes buried in this chick's fucking box yeah I was like my, my, hey bro look check this out check this out like, what 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 and i did it and you're like fucking great <laughs> and you turn right back around like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> can't be proud of my accomplishments.
0: Dude. You finally learned how to get a proper drag off a cigarette and you wanted yeah. applause. You wanted yeah. applause for this.
3: You and wanted to fucking
0: blew you off.
3: Some... Stop watching the snatch so that I could fucking. Dude, yeah.
2: no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hey, Priorities, first. man. Priorities. Fa- family first, man.
3: Yeah, family. well, yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs>
3: That's true, yeah.
2: Five. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um But no, uh Yeah, that was a good time. But yes, yeah, so in Iraq though, so I, I I I smoked, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't I never I never did any other tobacco. But I remember do you remember when we were in basic training and we were on that night range and they went way the fuck out there and they, they like flicked the lighter, turn you know yeah. set a lighter. And they were, like, de- demonstrating how well you could see that light from so far away.
4: hmm
2: That made me not want to smoke on night missions. So I, I picked up Copenhagen back when they had that bourbon-flavored uh, Copenhagen Black.
3: Gross.
0: Oh, man. That was the only kind I could do. I thought that was the shit back then. That was mm-hmm. – uh, Copenhagen Black was the, uh, the way to go. Until, you know, it, it, a lot of people had skull and shit like that, and that was – Really, to the bad. So you know, yeah. Copenhagen, anything according yeah. to the tobacco aficionados is the way to go. So, what <laughs> was it? Uh, flavor Country. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Dude, I was dipping in Kosovo just to stay awake in the fucking towers. Yeah, Dude. yeah, same. Like it was eating, so cold. eating bottles of Nodos out of Zegra. A whole bottle in like dude. 12 hour period yeah just a whole bottle just and like then you can't sleep for
2: your 12 hours off so now you're up for another 12 hours on shift. Oh, yep. man. The Muffins.
3: yeah dude. Tor- the torture never fucking stopped dude yeah
2: remember in that in that back tower they had that little table in there for setting up your gun but like we could wedge ourselves in between the the, the table and the wall uh, yeah. with the iba on because we had to have our fucking body armor on yeah. I remember wedging myself in there and you could like go to sleep and that thing would hold you up. Like legs not working. I
0: don't hold <laughs> you up. Dude, I was too paranoid for that. I was like, I was a fucking vagina. Dude, I was I was me getting no sleep, man. <laughs> hell no. I'm just guarding. Dude, <clears> dude <throat> I, took nap, in I
2: took naps. I took naps one of the guard power. towers. The that 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 patrol base out there by the retrans site, Viper, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. We were doing um, we were doing six on six off for uh, forty eight hours or whatever yeah forty eight hours. My last shift was in one of the back one, again one of the back towers and dead fucking tired dude. I remember taking like sandbags and piling them up and laying down in the guard tower and going <laughs> to fuck to sleep. <laughs> like no fucks given. I set my fucking gun down. I laid down. Passed the fuck out, man. Out, man.
0: Oh no! Yeah, yeah. She yeah, was know, real. Was, Kosovo was real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah, You know, and it's funny. It's funny to say that. Man. I
2: remember. Um, I remember uh, our Humvee. The power steering uh, fucking locked on it. Wheels got locked to the right, but the road curved to the left. And they, they were a like, hundred meters from the Serbian border. And I was there with Winchester and Billy Jack, and just being paranoid. Like, oh fuck, the Serbs are gonna come over the fucking border and slaughter <laughs> us all. We're fucked. We're doomed. And just being. Like, this shit's real. And then you go to Iraq, you're like, oh, no, no, no.
0: This, this is real. This is real,
3: <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, the first time they blew the fucking track off of that one tank, man, I was like, oh, okay. This is uh.
0: Oh, yeah, our first engagement. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. This is... You, oh, you know,
0: I wasn't there for that. I was, uh, I think I was at the ODA house. It was one of the first trips we've had out there.
4: Yeah, I mean this, uh, this was yeah, I, I,
0: yeah we, I, I missed that that's where we, that's where they sent us I, I believe because I remember hearing about it around the same time we we're getting like sniper fire from across the cemetery at the Oda place hmm. so y'all was having y'all's first shootout and I think we were having our first little it wasn't in-game. really even a shootout
2: so the, the, the the tank the abrams ran over uh, a, a, a pressure plate if I'm, if I'm not mistaken a landmine Oh, and oh, blasted okay. the track off and so the only the only shot that were fired was from the uh, headquarters platoon the rear truck gunner apparently was told to fire in any old direction <laughs> <laughs> and he he lit us up right oh so fuck. S- sergeant gill and his squad were all dismounted walking online hands across fucking Samara. And Wait, they we I were had in in to have our... been
0: there because I was at Gill Squad. So hold on,
2: I yeah, know that's... My bad. My bad. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. Well, I mean, and, and that's what I'm
2: saying. Like, I don't know if you were or not, but like he said, they fucking hit the hit the ground and like were hiding behind like the the, the biggest rock they could find. Yes, one hundred percent. Our Humvee, my Humvee that I was in, I was the RTO at the time uh, for Lieutenant Gunther, and we took rounds. One hit the fucking right above the windshield, right in front of the driver, and then another one. Through the, the the truck hood, and this is you know friendly fire, right? Like we're we're, we're like we're seeing tracers. Like wait a second, that's our shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God oh, damn. That's. And I remember being pretty mad about that whole ordeal. We got shot up by who?
0: Do you I remember... don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember uh, it was. Uh, he wanted to go and find him later. Yeah. Because this shit was really close. It was really bad. Like really, 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 really bad. Yeah.
3: Dude, do you remember when um fucking Larry uh, specialist Larry was pulling in with his crew or whatever whatever platoon they were in? And they pulled into Yuvani and like dude had a goddamn A D with the twenty five. Yes. Over the, the top of the building.
2: I don't even want to talk about that because that's a whole other. I bet you we could talk an hour about that motherfucker oh, you know, what happened earlier in the deployment?
3: I still want to punch that guy in the face to this day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he he needs it. Um, yeah, man. How do you how do you ad? I'm sorry. How do you neglig- negligently discharge the 25 millimeter? I wasn't even a Bradley like crew member, right? But I still knew. Like, how many things had to go wrong or whatever for you to be able to pull the trigger and something happened?
3: Well, yeah. yeah. You have to have the, man- of... the manual safe has to be off. The fucking electrical safe has to be off. You have to have fucking HE punched up. You have to fucking hit the slew. Uh, you have to activate the control and then squeeze the trigger. Yeah. Like,
0: with and the with practice, thing, that shit, you know, you can learn learn how to do it quick. So we're not saying that he he didn't do that swiftly and just fucking crank that out and fucking crank one off. But I, well, I'm just letting people know he that just, if they're listening, like, they, with practice, you can do it relatively quickly.
3: Yeah, yeah. but
2: the was only it? thing he did right was having his gun elevated. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's the only reason he didn't kill fucking somebody. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. time. Like that dude! Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what he did it uh, in Kuwait with my fucking Bradley, dude. Like we we're at the wash rack, right? Getting ready to put these things on boats, and we we're on this wash rack for like eighteen hours, and we finally finished, and it's like three o'clock in the morning, and this motherfucker drives a quarter mile with the ramp down.
4: <laughs> <In the>
3: fucking- <laughs> so we gotta put it right back on the fucking wash ragged i swear to god dude like like i was yelling at him and like fucking finally somebody flagged him down and he stopped and i'm still running towards this bradley and,
4: <laughs> jumped I Brad. me running.
3: I up and like i didn't have to fucking say anything he just locks the fuck up and i just started laying into him dude like I was, like, standing yeah. over him, like, in his face, like, telling me he's a fucking retard and all this. And, like, it was so bad that, like, Sergeant Baggett pulled me off to the side afterwards. And he was like, damn, Griff, uh, I think you you were a little hard on him, dude. You need to, like, back it. You need to dial it back. And, like, if Wild Bill is telling you to dial it back... True. Yeah.
2: And to, to, to really put this into perspective you were a newly promoted e5 and he was a seasoned e6 he wasn't an e6 he was like a fuck- he was no he was larry he expect- no, no. no 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 oh you're talking about that guy no i'm talking it- about I'm, no the no we're, we're we're talking about two different people because the guy who ad that fucking that 25 was the e6 track commander
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, they they put Barry in my track as a result, but that was his track.
2: Yeah,
3: that was like oh, well, in that
2: case. Yeah, yeah. By all means,
3: yeah. the gunner in that fucking track. That that negligent discharge the twenty five. Like, I don't care if he pulled the trigger or not. He was still responsible for it. That's why he was on the fucking detail in my track. Yeah. So ask the- him.
2: The the Bradley commander that had the I keep calling it an AD the negligent discharge the ND uh, was the E6 who was also responsible for our company's only death. Oh, yeah, that was that's because after that, after he had the negligent discharge of the Bradley the twenty five, he was removed from the Bradley and put down on the ground as a as a as a you know squad leader. Yeah. And you
3: know what happened to that dude's career? I Nothing. heard he went to
2: Lewis after. Yeah. Or, yeah,
3: he, in Lewis, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean he got a uh, a bronze star in Germany as a as a deployment award. I didn't get a, a deployment award. You know that? You didn't? No. Nah. I didn't. Need- I got my RCOM with uh, with my V device from that shit in June. Um but I never got, like, everybody else was supposed to get, like, ARCOMs, whatever, unless you were a squad later, then you got a bronze star, and if you were a platoon sergeant or, you know, PL or whatever, you got a silver star.
0: Yeah. Um, I was just happy that made it a lot, dude. I didn't give
2: a fuck about Yeah, that.
0: right? Like, <laughs> I my, my deployment award is life. Yeah, right? <laughs> he kissed kiss my ass about that shit. I mean, I wish I had it now, but, you know, back then, fuck. Kicks yeah. kiss my ass and my balls. I'm out of here.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You're right. especially since, you know, we were, you know, considering that we were all planning on getting out of the army, you know, Mike, we had like two more years left, but like Tyree and I, like we got out, like I was, not, I was, I was stop lost three days after my original ETS date. So I was there for, after we redeployed, I was in Germany for, uh, for 90, for 90 days and then bam, back home.
3: Mm.
2: You know what I mean? So I, what the fuck do I care about awards, you know, and after and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat>
3: But no, uh, I, I got back to Germany from Iraq and they did. were like, they were like, you guys there? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah we're...
3: Okay. Like I got back and the unit was like, you know, you're on orders for Lewis. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't know. I had no idea. And like it was, God, those times are crazy, man. When we got back. Oh yeah. Oh well,
0: yeah. They were <laughs> crazy.
2: No. So I remember, uh, they segregated us right those of us who were those of y'all who were who were staying in the army or re-enlisting and those of us who were not and yeah. so we all got moved to those barracks over on con mm-hmm. in Schweinfurt, and uh that was a fucking party bro like yeah it was. i remember dude we weren't even waking <laughs> up like i remember getting a call from from somebody sergeant smith i think it was like hey man you guys plan on coming in today I was like, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, we were just not fucking showing up, man. Like, they didn't give a fuck, dude. Like, we were over there drinking and partying, and I was fucking around with that girl that I was dating.
3: That bitch. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That (laughs) bitch, I should say. She was Uh, not, I did not like that bitch.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I liked her at the time because, you know, it had been a year.
3: Because she wasn't German, that's why. (laughs)
2: Man, I don't, you know what, and I still regret that decision to to this day, because, like, I dated I dated one German girl that whole time, Nadine,
4: yeah.
2: and and then and then fucked around with German chicks, but, like, after that, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna only dating an American girl, because blah, 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 the first American chick that I dated in Germany, do you know what I got from her? Chlamydia. The fucking chlamydia,
3: dude. She, she broke your house chlamydia. down.
0: God damn. Yeah, bro, like, what is going on, man?
3: Yeah. <laughs> No, the first. Oh
0: man, I can't imagine.
3: Wait, wait, who came first, Rose or Cassidy?
0: Cassidy, that was her. Okay, Okay. Uh, y'all are we are naming
2: names? Oh shit! Oh, okay. okay, just first well, name. We'll we'll leave the last name out. There yeah.
3: you go. I just, yeah, <laughs> just wanted to know which one was which because yeah I don't know. Yeah, it and was so like and
2: Ro- so Rose, she and I, she she and I are still friends to this day. Like we're friends on social media. We talk occasionally um she's still living in you know california or whatever so so it's an interesting um story with her because you know she deployed with us she was chemical she was at the fob spiker and um she got into an engagement uh coming back from r&r when we were in iraq um they were on the back of a a five ton no armor right because that's how it was and uh they they took small arms fire she had she was a saw gunner at the time she had her saw So she fucking swung around and just fucking let loose and i would like to think that a lot of that had to do um with her having been with me and giving her a little touch of infantry um (laughs) and um and and so she was the only person in that convoy that returned fire the only person and um and she was you know she was kind of shook up from it because that wasn't her job right she didn't train to do those things like we did and then at fob spiker they took a v bid at the front gate built some people but she she did have some and they took rockets and mortars all the time just like we did um, so she did she did have some residual effects from her deployment um, she's a, a largely you know mostly born And, like there was a lot of moments like random moments like that and you know the one thing that always bothered me um, <clears throat> like after the deployment uh was the un- or even during the deployment was the uncertainty like the mm-hmm. not knowing when or where shit was going to happen yep um and it's, it's like you said earlier mike like when we're when we're rolling out into town we know that we're going to get into combat we know i know today i'm going to wake up i'm going to suit up we're going to roll out and i'm going to fucking take uh fire and i'm I had to tell myself that once we got at Yuvani for the, the last like four months we were in Iraq, that was my, mm-hmm. I told myself that every single day, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Fully accepting the fact that at 22 years old now, I'm going to die today. And then you go to bed that night, you're like, okay, well, it's definitely tomorrow. It didn't happen today, but it's definitely tomorrow, you know? And, uh, but you had to do that so that the fear of uncertainty wouldn't creep up on you. And <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, 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 I was just I would went in a whole tangent there. But yeah, Rose, like I, I still talk to her. I'm still friends with her, um, and she's mm-hmm. doing much better now. She has her her daughter, Um Good. and 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 they're all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, her I liked. She was she was cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: I remember that uh, in in Würzburg, we used to go to the labyrinth. Yep. She tricked me, man. She fucking tricked me because we remember we sat there, and uh, her and her um, her friend Anne and and you were there. Fuck, Tyree, you might have been there. I don't remember. I know you came with us, but
0: um, I've only been to that club uh, maybe twice, maybe maybe two times. Oh, well, you I, I really lot. wasn't. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I really did. I guess. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I prefer to oh. just stay in the barracks and uh, drink like a. Like a
2: fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, she,
0: like a fish. <laughs> she,
2: she lied to me though, man. She told me her name, and but she said it with a Spanish accent. And I'm a sucker for accents, man. And then come to find out, she wouldn't even speak Spanish. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> no,
0: she had you but, tied up with it. Uh, <laughs> right, like, right, away, dude.
2: Dude, right away, man. There's like metal playing in the background, so already like my serotonin is through the roof. And then like she's in my ear, you know what I'm saying? And she says her name with the uh, with the, uh, with, the uh, with the with the accent, and I'm like, oh my god. Man, yeah. But yeah. That's funny. Sucker. If uh, if Rose if you if you happen to be listening to this, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Um dude, we could probably go on for fucking days about just our time in Germany and like all the the random bullshit we did there. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it would be pretty easy.
3: Dude, you could write a book just on that alone. Like a misadventures yeah. of fucking privates let loose in Germany. Like that that was crazy, man. That was the best time of my life, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, so, man.
0: Um for sure. We have about thirty minutes left on this one. Um let's let's get into specific uh, Iraq details, specific fights and things like that. You remember? Anything that stood out to you, Griff.
3: Uh fucking easter sunday stood out to me pretty pretty big i mean yeah, yeah. that was uh the first like major one you know what i mean it wasn't just a skirmish it was like you know headquarters got flanked and then uh, i don't know like you know it's it, it's kind of hard for me to talk about that because not because like of like i feel a certain kind of way but it was just like blurry you know what i mean mm-hmm. it was like, like it I just have like memory fragments and stuff of that day. Cause it was so, I don't know. Right. It was crazy. And and then, like, I was in a turret, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like all I could see is like, you know, the world through a hole, the size of a half dollar. Right. Like that's. And I remember we smoked like three packs of cigarettes that day. Like Kane smoked them. You, you smoked three packs of cigarettes and how many people? Uh, me and me and, wild bill but like uh, like i mean like one after another after another after another after hey here's another pack open it up after another after another another, like that yeah no you you totally missed my joke well you said you
2: smoked three packs and i said three packs you smoked three packs of cigarettes and how many people oh (laughs) it was a busy day it
3: was a busy day day. it was a busy day i remember we
2: uh, we yeah i'm sorry go ahead I remember so being the RTO at the time, sitting in the back of uh, of the uh, of Sarn track uh, the two eight, and uh, listening to the hand mic, and I hear the two five track track commander, um, whose name I will not mention, um, talk about fucking two seven your track mic took fucking RPG and you guys were down.
3: Yeah, it was on fire. That's what he said. We were on fire, but what he was seeing was a smoke column from a car that i had set on fire because i shot a guy who was hiding behind it
2: yeah right well the way he was the way he was saying on the radio that you guys were down like he did not clarify anything and all, all i knew was you guys took one of those with like, rpg seven right that has like the dual charge that can like go in and create a vacuum on the inside and smoke everybody yeah yeah everybody. Mm-hmm. that was my period i was like i was in fucking freak out panic mode and finally, like I think it was you, you came over the
0: net and like no, no no everything's fine we're good to go we're good to go. That was, um, that was Bill. He did that yeah. shit. There,
1: there's, something
0: I... gotta, there's something you got to. There's something you got to pay for the for folks listening. So a lot of the times when we're hearing this shit that's going on over the radio, we're in the back of that Bradley. The back of that Bradley's fucking a dark fucking loud. Uh, Kind of crazy place to be in, in the middle of a fight, and when you hear fucking rounds bounce off the outside, it's and RPGs fucking exploding, and your oh, gun is yeah. shooting. It's an intense place to be. On top of hearing that one of these fucking tracks with your friends has been hit, so that's what I wanted to
2: spell out. I think I, I think a good way to compare it to would be like imagine being locked in your trunk. So it's dark, it's hot, and. Imagine every time the Bradley fires is your driver pounding on the dashboard, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> and, you know, you not really knowing what's going on, kind of, you can kind of, you can hear some muffled talk uh, with the internal net between the Bradleys. And then next thing you know, that true patch opens or in, you know, in the, uh, the scenario whatever, the, the, um, the trunk opens,
0: broad daylight, and now you got to get out and go do something. Yeah, there's some shit going on and you gotta go to it now. Like, right now.
3: And and things might be exploding outside around when the ramp goes right. down. Yeah,
2: but yeah. You have no idea what it looks like on the outside. You don't know what buildings are around you, if there's a car next to you, what the ground looks like. I mean, for all you know,
0: it could be fucking nighttime now. Yeah, at that point. During that fucking fight, um, what, what kicked it off?
3: Uh. Okay, so... That was the day, it was Sunday, like I said, it was Easter, and we were, it was a pretty quiet patrol, and I guess, like, the the New York National Guard guys were also in sector, and they were patrolling, like, in the back of their, like, five-ton, you know, light skin, yeah.
4: mm-hmm. and
3: they, they got ambushed, and they, you know, they lost a the guy, and they got a bunch of dudes injured, and then, like, we got called to it. And then I know, like, on the way to it, like, people were, like, trying to block us with their cars and shit. And Peeps was just, like, fucking, like, halfway running over cars or, like, pushing them out of the way and shit. Like, it was crazy. And so yeah. when we got, I think it was, I, think, I don't know, around, like, 50th and Heat. Like, it was, like, the southwestern part of the city. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know how, but our headquarters guys got, like, separated from the rest of the company, and then they were flanked on two sides. And, like, I was already – I already shot a guy, and then, like, you know, they're talking about that shit on the radio. We could hear them, like, panicking and shit. So, uh, Sergeant Baggett was like fuck this we're gonna go help them and so we peeled off from the rest of the platoon and like hauled ass over there and just fucking dude as soon as we pulled up to where those dudes were like fucking i swear to god like three rpgs flew over. i mean i don't know dude there was just but we were taking fire from like different directions and like i was in a blind panic like that's where it's just like fragments for me like you know you know, ten o'clock, two o'clock, just boop, 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 boop.
0: Yeah, and- you were uh, right, full on, uh, full on survival mode with the. Yep. This is what you are trained on. This is what you got to do. I was at screaming.
3: I was screaming obscenities at the top of my lungs and like you know, telling people to come, come out. Like you know, but You <laughs> just, I was just <laughs> fucking angry and like scared, man. Yeah, like it was. We-
0: in the in the back of the fucking Bradley, uh, we can hear all the shit that's going on.
3: Oh yeah, and, dude,
0: uh, it's hurt. fucking it to- is nuts. It is a crazy thing to hear. Every now and then they drop the ramp and let us out, just to pull security along the side of the Bradleys. Because I mean, you guys did so much that day. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like you guys saved our fucking lives on countless different occasions. That 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 morning, evening, the whole fucking time.
3: That was... I mean, that was uh, probably the craziest day of my life. Like, it it didn't... I mean, I've been in firefights since that, but it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? That shit was just pure... Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, that kind of shit. So, this was
2: uh easter easter 2004 was april 11th right and we got in the country we got into iraq so we we flew to kuwait uh valentine's day of 04 and then we went into to iraq three weeks later and so that puts us at like mid-march so this is we're in iraq at this point for three weeks almost a month right and so you know look in retrospect you know this is this was their way of, of testing us to see you know what we were made of and to take advantage mm-hmm. of the new unit in Iraq because we were fresh yeah and you know to test our metal basically to you know just to see what we were made of and I gotta say uh I don't remember I don't remember casualties from the Easter Sunday um firefight I don't remember any and none from us
3: no, number uh, one. No,
2: I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. Uh, so the National Guard uh, unit that you're talking about is Charlie Company, Second of the 108 out of New York City. And um, I don't remember them taking any casualties either. I do remember there was a Kiowa, uh, a Kiowa pilot who did he got take shot a in round. the foot. Yep, he got shot in the foot in air and had landed the bird. He, he took a, a an ak round a 762 ak round through his foot and it came out his knee and he was able to to land the bird and
0: they 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 medevaced him <clears throat> um so maybe you're saying the nathan brown the guy in the back of the uh, rp the, the rpg in the back of the truck was that uh, mother's day i don't remember man um,
3: The same day but i i mean my memory could be faded too
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's hard to remember, pinpoint exact uh, things. And when we have uh, more shows, we're going to have more people on that. Can no, you're clarify. right. You're right.
2: No, yeah. you're right. That was – that was. I just looked it up. That was uh, that was Easter Sunday, so uh, April 11, 2004. Okay, um, yeah. there you go. Yeah, uh, when they were ambushed in Samar, Iraq. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, right. But, I mean, and, and you consider – so it wasn't just it wasn't just us though. It wasn't just one two six in a fight, and it wasn't just uh, you know second battalion one hundred eighth infantry uh, in in a fight. It was any unit assigned to that area because it was citywide. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I remember. I mean, at one point we had to go back to Brasfield to get ammo because okay. all of our Bradleys were black on ammo. We were out. They were running out of out of uh, out of ammo. Yeah, And um, I remember having, you know, close air support, uh, at least the, uh, I know we had the Apaches, I know we had the Kiowas, I think we had the Spectres up there. Um, it was a whole, it was a whole thing to the point where like, they had to put out a citywide uh, curfew and the ROE briefly changed. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, and then 2-5 lighting up a car.
3: <laughs> With um, journals
2: in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, with journalists in it? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 So I remember um, somebody lighting up a car uh, a little bit after the pilot got shot in the foot. That's is that when the same day? Yeah.
3: Okay. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Like the pilot got shot, and then like the call came out over the radio like, any moving vehicle is fair game. Like, nobody should be out right now. And then here mm-hmm. comes the fucking pickup truck, just meandering across the field of fire, and like yeah. five just lights it the fuck up, dude. Like it went up like, and, like I mean, it, obviously it stopped moving immediately, but it was just like fucking smoke and brimstone. And then like thirty seconds after that happened, uh, real quick, it came over the fucking radio, like mm-hmm. <laughs> moving vehicles, because like you no, know, yeah, somebody- well fucking hooked up that shouldn't have been hooked up.
2: Yeah. Right. I was, I, like I said, I was, I was the RTO at the time, and I remember them coming over the net and saying, anybody on the road is now considered hostile. And then, yep. <clears throat> like, shortly after that, 2.5 light in this car. I remember them dumping, like, seven rounds of 2.5, uh, 2.5 the track, and dumping two, 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 uh, seven rounds of 25 HE into this car.
3: Oh, he then, textbook, and, too, dude. Like, sensing round, and then, like, three-round bursts after that. It was like, whoop. Whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 and like around yeah, yeah. hit that truck.
0: I was yeah, sitting then, on the side of the road, uh, watching it through my saw, my little uh, sight, and I'm like, "Holy fuck!" Like, I don't, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "I don't think those dudes were. uh <laughs> I don't think they were aware that oh, yeah, are we have an R we that just changed. Like, they just got smoked. I watched
2: it in well, high.
3: Man. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs>
0: yeah, I, mean, those- I, I saw it with my own eyeballs,
2: but uh, man. So and that was the thing though, right? Like he lit it up with seven rounds and then followed up with three more rounds uh, because he had some crawlers. And then yeah, oh they come over the net and it was like get PID first, get positive identification um, that they're hostile. And um, so I mean, and, and I say that to say that like the 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 two five track wasn't out to was just like out to kill.
1: Do you know what no, I mean? Oh like, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: They were they were completely righteous in what they did.
0: No, they um, were.
3: I mean, they were given orders, man.
0: Yeah, they got to get these fucking orders out a little bit better to stop this kind of shit from happening. Yeah, I mean exactly. So and I understand it's a fluid situation and and shit like that. It shit changes, but at the same time, like you can't unleash the dogs on these motherfuckers out here because these motherfuckers are we're rough, man. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, right. And that was the whole point. You know what I'm saying? And I, I honestly, like, I think we 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 showed up to that to that match to that uh to that fight, um. Ready, ready to fucking do our jobs, and that, and again, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, where you know, having deployed to Kosovo together, and having had all that time in Germany together, and deploying with your, you know, your brothers, your family, you know, what I'm saying, going over there and doing that job, like, because we knew as soon as I that fucking track lit up, I was sending next to fucking two eight, or I'm sorry, uh, I was sending next to uh to two six because I was the RTO, and I was like, oh shit, that's 2.5. five, that has to be. Because you know, mm-hmm. we knew, because we knew how they operated. We knew how all the tracks and we, we just kind of knew. It was like it was like seeing somebody's, uh, seeing one of your friends walking and you can't, like you, you, all you can see is their gait and you can tell by how they walk that it's, you know, so-and-so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, it, it's like, you know, when you talk about like Easter Sunday, man, that really was like the first of what would be many, but definitely the most intense, And I think, I think that they underestimated us and we did not give a fuck, you know, because we really, we really did. We really did have that mindset that like, no matter what is happening here, we're going home. Yeah. You know, like you do whatever you want to do. We're the ones going home. You're going to fucking die here if you decide to do the wrong thing.
3: And they they did. I mean, they did
2: And with yeah. with uh, with the exception of Ryder, uh, of who did not die in combat, um, we all did go home. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I, I think I mean again, that, I that, I have to give almost full credit to you know how much time we had spent together prior to going in Iraq.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that I'll that say Easter- everything.
2: Easter Sunday was definitely a blur for me too. Cause again, I was in the back of the Bradley the entire time. Um, they refused to dismount us because it was too hot. It was. Too um, hot. And uh, which is, it's, it's kind of a crazy, it's kind of a crazy concept because when you look at a Bradley, you know, the soft spots, at the back. Right. And, and you, you kind of want dismounts on the ground sometimes to, to, to make sure to, to see where you guys can't, where the Bradley yeah. uh, crews can't. But like, if it's too hot to even drop those guys to like provide that kind of support, that's big that's a heavy deal man and yeah. um if I remember right Easter Sunday that whole battle was a 24 hour ordeal
3: yeah yeah we had to come back and refuel yeah man I taught yeah. I taught Bozil how to reload a fucking uh 25 mic mic like the, the ammo boxes I taught mm-hmm. him like they're on the spot but that has to-
0: been pretty adventurous <laughs>
3: it was <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> so he did it i mean he picked it up real quick dude cuz i mean it was all our asses you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 like i I, was, I mean that dude loaded that shit up real quick and uh that but it, that was surreal to me you know like like i'm teaching this dude how to reload my gun because i just went black on ammo like, shooting at all these dudes and, like, wasting most of them,
0: you know. We're but, fixing to go right back in.
3: Yeah, like, I, I just set half this goddamn city on fire, and now I'm going to go back in and do it again.
2: And so – and I want to – I really want to point this out, man. Like, you have to think about this. Like, here we are – and this is the whole point in us doing this and telling these stories is that, like, we are your average run-of-the-mill fucking moron fucking 19-, 20-year-old <laughs> – Fucking you know, soldier, basic grunt, nothing special about us. I had no special schools, you guys had no special schools. We were just a bunch of dumb drunks now deployed to Iraq, right? And so we're in these situations, we're in these scenarios, and this is our first major firefight, our our first major anything in theater. And not only was it like the most intense, but we had to roll back to the fob, refuel, refit, and then look at each other and say, let's go. We're going back in. Yeah. And yeah. without hesitation, I don't remember a single person being like, nah, fuck that. I don't remember a single person like, like collapsing on the, on the ground, cowering. Nope. I don't remember a single instance like that. I remember everybody being like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go. Yeah. No, faces I had were dir- we faces
0: were dirty as a motherfucker and we're sweating and shit and hungry and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, yeah, nobody ever backed down from it.
3: No, I had, I had fucking unfinished business, bitches, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: right. And I, and, and, and I had, I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah. that. That was our, that was our mindset. And I think that's what, when you talk about, you know, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, like when you, when you talk about the human race and it, when you, and you talk about like the things that we do that are, that could be deemed extraordinary, it's being able to look those situations dead in the fucking face and saying, yeah, whatever let's go let's do this I'm not fucking around and it's I I think that's that's the whole point in this man like people we we want people to understand that we weren't anybody special but we were doing things that nobody would do yeah you know everybody and you know know these people you know these fucking people like I would do that it's the same motherfucker that said I couldn't join the army because I punched a drill sergeant in the face motherfucker tried
0: yeah, give it a shot.
3: <laughs> I'm, a mechanic, you know I'm heavy. They asked me to go roll out as a sniper. Yeah, that kind of bullshit. Yeah, right.
2: or, yeah. or like, oh, somebody broke into my house. i fucking gun him down. Motherfucker, no, you wouldn't. I remember, do you remember in basic training, Drill Sergeant Shara asking, who, or Drill Sergeant Lash, raise your hand if you think that you could kill somebody in combat. We all shot our hands up because we want to be high speed, fucking 11 bravo instrument. Put your fucking hands down because you don't know until you're in that situation. He's dead right you don't know you don't fucking know until you are confronted with that you can have all the training in the world and you can still freeze i had a
3: problem with it for a while like okay. like my decision like my willingness to pull the trigger like i was really kind of shocked though at like how willing i was to do it and like like not only that but like you know with malice, dude, like with fucking anger.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, you know, ugh. like well, you know where that comes from? The will to live?
2: Well, not, not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But very specifically, what it comes from. Um, uh, the easy answer is the training. But like, you go all the way back to uh, World War II, I believe. And General S.L.A. Marshall actually conducted this study to find out why soldiers in combat weren't firing. Why, why ammunition was being run through but the casualty rates were just not as high and what was included is that soldiers at the time were just not firing at the bad guys and when they did fire they were firing over the heads of bad guys so the um, the, the, the the shoot to, to impact of an enemy soldier uh, rate, during that time, was like a five percent, right? Like five percent of the soldiers are actually engaging enemies on the ground, while everybody else is either not shooting or just you know waiting to be told by somebody specifically to shoot. But then you get into the whole concept of uh uh guilt displacement, right? I I I may have killed that person, but I was told to pull the trigger, and so on.
3: No, so, no, no. I'd show I do. I don't have a problem with that, like you
2: know, right? I, no, no, no. I, that, 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 I'm just saying <laughs> in fact that was a whole thing, but um. So General Marshall um, did this study and concluded that it's because the training at the time, they weren't shooting at so – they were shooting at bullseyes. So it was marksmanship training, and that's an inaccurate term um, because, you know, we're not shooting at bullseyes in combat. So they changed out what we shoot at. They came out with a little E-type silhouettes and a little green Jerry's and all that, and, 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 and fast Freddy's and all that. I've Ivans, exactly. Ivans, exactly. Cold war shit. So now we're shooting at things that look like people. Yeah. And in Vietnam, they saw an increase of that percentage from five percent to 95%. Damn. Yeah. And so when you say you had you had reservations about whether or not you would pull the trigger in combat, but then you get over there, and all you're seeing, and it's like you said, it's like you said, right? Like, you know, all day long it was, you know, target ten o'clock, target, you know, one o'clock. And you're I was zipping back and forth, and engaging.
3: And I was like I was enraged too. Like don't like
2: Right, you know, know, but the two are separate. The two are separate. <laughs> you think you, you go back to Germany, right? When we when when you're on the tables and you're and you're in there and you're not enraged because the, the, the targets on the tables aren't shooting back at you, but yeah. you are being told, hey, target, you know, two o'clock, and right. you zip over to two o'clock, engage. Pump pump pump, right? Yeah. Target target, you know, twelve o'clock, turn to twelve o'clock, engage, pump, pump, pump right troops in the open engage bump 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 or you know coax whatever right so that that muscle memory is established so when you get into actual combat scenario i mean this is all like backed by psychology shit right but like you get like in the combat scenario the rage is there because fuck dude you don't want to fucking die you don't want any of us to die you want to do this job but at the same time your muscle memory kicks in and does the work for you yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't your rage pulling the trigger; it was your <laughs> training that was pulling the trigger, and you were just feeling the rage behind it. Right. That's an insane concept to me, man.
3: Well, I mean, I was never trained to shoot somebody inside a hundred meters with the fucking twenty-five. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. The laser only goes to like two hundred. You know, it doesn't go closer than two hundred meters. So, like, I'm I'm pretty much just kind of like shooting low and like putting rounds in the dude. Yeah, man. Kentucky it's is that shit. Up around him, you know. It's it's. It, you don't have yeah. to be precise.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No,
2: I, I was I was just kind of kind of say like yeah, I mean to not not to get away <laughs> from all that, but I mean I went on a little tangent there, but I know like, so Easter Sunday, man. I mean that was a whole day. Um, I don't know. You mentioned uh, Mother's Day. I know we had shit Mother's Day. I know we had shit Father's Day um we had shit uh, no, june 14th yeah. again again right after your birthday man shit, all, all the good stuff happens on your birthday man the oda house <laughs> is after your birthday
3: oda house yeah yeah dude i think that's, we i think we went to the board around my birthday we went to the board in may yeah that's right it, <laughs> we, <laughs> fucking board fuck at,
2: that. At our, <laughs> man that five that board <laughs> I thought they were gonna ask questions about like what was going on. No, they were like, "Who's the first person to get into a Humvee? When should you wear your dog tags?" Like, the yeah. fuck man, yeah. like, I don't know, man. <laughs> All the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the same. Like, I went to the board, and I'm like, "Oh man, what a fucking piece of shit board that was!" Like, what? Ask me about some shit that's going on today, and, and not this. What's the nomenclature of an MRE school. No, dude. They- <laughs> yes,
3: they, they fucking softballed my fucking questions, man. It was easy. <sighs>
0: Well, you're smart. I'm not. Man, they um, fucking go ahead. They went ahead and gave me an applause right on up out of there. <laughs> they invited <laughs> me to step outside immediately. <laughs> so, man, dude, it was a wrap. Wow, that was great. Can you leave?
2: Yeah, please,
0: please leave. <laughs> Um, All right, man. Thanks, thanks for your time. Thank you.
2: So the ODA compound is is another big one that that's, uh, that pops out to me, obviously, because I mean that's when I that's when I got my my my, my uh, V device, um, which I'm very proud of. Uh, <laughs> it's my uh, it's my favorite award. That's also why my Instagram handle is with Valor. So, um, because it means a lot to me, it really does. Uh, but that, that whole ordeal was a whole other massive clusterfuck that we just happened to come together that's my favorite thing about all of our events that year is how chaotic and clusterfuck everything was and how we were able to sift through all that and, and figure it out
0: mm-hmm. with relative ease yeah yeah <laughs> And no, no sad, no sad ceremonies either. Yeah. For the most part. Right. Right. Um, But the OPA
2: compound, um, I remember we got there at night and um, I immediately took up a gunner's uh, position on, we'll call it. So the building, the tall building, we'll call building one. And then the small building where most of the platoon was, we'll call that building two. Mm-hmm. Um, building one was where the Peshmerga would stay, and then Building two was where the uh, actual ODA house was, where the uh, Special Forces team. And those um, Peshmerga with, with dudes there.
0: were good, strong fighters. Don't, don't oh ever, uh, don't ever Dude. disrespect those dudes. Yeah, no, no, no. You, I'll, I'll get. To I mean, I'm not next, saying but, you were. I'm saying like respect. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we got eight minutes left on this recording. Just so you know, we might have <laughs> to come back and invite Griff again and finish up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that. Um, but no, so
2: so we got there at midnight, and I take up, I replace Webster on the roof of Building One, the Pesh Building, and mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on a gun. You know, one of the SF guys come over and says, "Hey man, I need you to put like 40 rounds into you know. See, you see, see this light right there? Go four fingers to the right of it, put 40 rounds into it. So I did. He's like, man, that's some great shooting, blindly shooting into the dark. You know what I mean? Because it's nighttime. <laughs> He's like, that's really good shooting, man. But um, I, I told you the wrong light. <laughs> um, right so so he's like yeah the you see the, the light that you were looking at go over one to the right that's one i was like oh, okay cool so i go four fingers to the right of that one dump 40 more rounds he's like perfect man thanks he walks off and as he's walking off i'm like what did i just shoot at I'm like, i don't know Some apartment building or something and i'm thinking like oh, okay well it's just it's just normal 762 out of a 240 no big deal well, daylight comes around, and I'm shooting 7.62 <laughs> armor-piercing. So I put 40 rounds of armor-piercing 7.62 into this apartment building that people were living in. Yeah. so Killed somebody, so, uh, dude. <laughs> probably really sorry about it, just doing what I was told, and that's a perfect
0: example of guilt displacement. <laughs> um, whatever, I think dude. we were all running um, AP rounds at that point. Uh, cause yeah. I remember somebody brought me up some, cause I was on top of the, uh, on top of, uh, the roof. I was bouncing back and forth for a little bit, but then eventually I was, uh, stuck me and Benefield never really stuck with, I was watching over the, uh, is that the Tigris or the Euphrates river? Which one of those? Yeah. 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 I was looking over in, in that direction. So I had my back to the, uh, cemetery.
2: Yeah. So. My shift was up I come off the roof I, I lay down in this fucking single person chair trying to take a nap. next thing I know, all hell outside breaks loose I run up to the rooftop and see where I'm needed. Sergeant Smith is like, no we don't we're, we're good up here we're good up here. Go downstairs If we need anything we'll, we'll holler. I was like, well, that's fucking dumb because <laughs> there was no room there was no all the dismounts were on this rooftop and like we had 50 cows and, and Mark 19s up there and so everything was covered like okay fine, I'll go go downstairs and fuck off. So I'm standing there like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? What the fuck? And I get a call. It's like, hey, man, building one needs ammo and building the ASP, the the ammo supply point was in our building. So I go to the ASP and I grab what ammo they needed. And I fucking sprint across the open area between building one and building two while taking small arms all around. And I run up the fucking stairs, um, give them the ammo and up there. So you had. You had the pesh guys the special forces guys and then our snipers not not the uh, sf snipers but our snipers and um and so i'm running ammo up to them and uh i remember getting to the floor that the pesh guys stayed on like where their beds were and everything and they're just sitting there drinking chai and smoking cigarettes (laughs) like nothing in the world is wrong like how are these guys so calm and cool i go up to the rooftop and there's these other guys sitting in lawn fucking chairs with AKs and they're like just pop up and like, oh, there's one. And then they blast one of them. And then sit back down and go back to like casualness. And I'm sitting there crawling around this rooftop, like, please don't fucking get shot in the head. Well, these dudes are just not giving a fuck. They are like the most fearless motherfuckers. But you gotta think, man, that was their life. You know what I mean? That's their yeah. country. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, that's um, some shit. But I ended up doing like five or six of those runs at one point. Sergeant Tinsley came with me, um, and then Tur- I took Billy Tur- Jack Ferguson. and Bozil. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, I took uh, I took Billy Jack. So at one point, yeah, Billy Jack and Bozil. We had to run to all the Bradleys to get all the uh, the bandoliered ammo and take it back to Bill for the rooftop because you guys were running out of uh, five, five, six, and uh, and and seven, six, two up there. Mm-hmm. And then I remember. <clears throat> Just fucking gassed, smoke, tired, right? And I can like standing there, like in the, in the in the the bottom of building two, and Messer out of nowhere, Messer pops in. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" He's got his IBA on, his helmet on, and I think I think I I I, I kind of remember him not having his his weapon with him. He's like, "Hey man, we need water." I was like, "You you guys <laughs> ran over here to give to, to, to tell me that? Like what the fuck?" So. <laughs> We, you know, me, Messer, Billy Jack, and Bozil, we all grab all bottles of water. So, we're holding water. So, we can't even really hold our weapons at the low ready or the high ready or any ready. And we're running across these open areas, hand-delivering bottles of water to all the Bradleys. You know, all four of them on all four corners or wherever. You know what I mean? And... uh and that was an intense experience, you know, cause now you're running around and you're delivering water and you can't really engage anything at one point, uh, on one of my runs, the, uh, uh a jet had come, a fast mover, uh, Wesling had just told me what it was like an F 16 or F 18, something like that. Had come in and done a gun run. Why? Well, I'd never heard this sound before in my life. And <laughs> it was scary I, as
0: a motherfucker,
2: <laughs> dude. It, mm, I hit the ground. That's the only one and only time I ever low crawled in combat. And I promise you, Drill Sergeant Lash and Drill Sergeant Gold would be, would be so proud of how fast I low crawled, man, <laughs> like with a quickness, dude. And she got um, ultra spicy. Oh my god. And mm. then another point, uh, Sergeant Gill trying to fire this AT4 and didn't account for the hanging wires in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was on the ground for that too when it impacted. That was a pretty good time. That impacted. Was that not right in front of your Bradley Mike?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think. That was well. I remember watching it. So hey, we got a minute left. I want to close oh, out shit. this episode. Um, we're going to have Grip back so we can finish up what he what he wants to talk about whatever he remembers. Um, so there will be a part two to this. Um, this is a podcast called, before I forget, me, Tyree Brown, Kevin Johnson. We run this. It's just about the uh, our experiences for everyday regular infantry guys doing extraordinary things. You guys got anything before we close it out? For now, no. we're going to come back. Um, no?
3: Thanks no. for having
2: me. Yeah, man. On, thanks man. for Like, yeah, obviously, like, this is always, like, a good time. Sitting around drinking beers and talking old shit, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like old times.
0: So, yeah, Yeah. that's it. Uh, We will talk to you guys later. And uh, that's the end of that.